Hello, this is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh, Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm super excited you're here today because I have an epic chat. Another podcaster and I were both very open sexually, had a chat about sex, sexuality, listening to two women who are very open, talk about sex. That is what you will get in this episode. It is amazing. It is intense. It is delicious. It's like listening to our private conversation. Two girls, two women chatting about sex. Oh, fuck yeah. And who am I talking to? I am talking to, in this episode, Layla London of The Curious Girl Diaries, a fellow podcaster. And I'm going to give you a little bit of info about her going into this. Who is Layla London really? Well, that's something I'm trying to figure out. And I hope this experience gets me closer to an answer. I'm a woman who just recently decided to explore her sexuality after a 3.5 year self-imposed dry spell. I woke up one day and said, what the heck am I doing to myself? Why have I just shut off that side of my sexuality? I need physical contact badly. I decided to stop wasting the pretty and get out there. Having set out on my sexual road trip, I'm scratching things off my sex bucket list. I'm getting laid, exploring kinks, a word I really didn't know anything about before this, having fun, sifting through the emotions it stirs up in me, blogging and podcasting about it anonymously. Okay, so she is in various places on the internet as well. She has a website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. On Instagram, she's the underscore Curious Girl Diaries. And what are you, my love, on Twitter? Let's check you out here too. Twitter, she is the Curious underscore girl. She is a tall, leggy girl next door with a secret sexy podcast five years in the running on iTunes, Google Play, etc. Ask Alexa, play the Curious Girl Diaries podcast, and you can also leave her a message. Okay, I am excited to share this with you. Let's get into the meat of this episode where her and I chat about sex, sexuality, sex, and culture, exploring sexuality, masturbation, and female views of sexuality. We both have a very open view of our sexuality and exploring it. So it's a really fun chat and I hope that you really enjoy it. Let's fucking go. Hello, everyone. I am so very pumped and excited to talk with this person. She is another podcaster. She's absolutely amazing. She has this amazing podcast and Her podcast is called The Curious Girl Diaries, and it's been running for several years. Welcome, Layla. I'm so excited to talk with you. I am so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. Now, can I use your name, Layla? Is that the name you go by? Yeah. Yes. That's my my podcaster name. That's the name I go by. 
That's awesome. So on your podcast, tell us of what you do on your podcast. I think it's quite intriguing in how you got started. Like what, what brought you to doing it? Well, uh, gosh, okay. Let's roll the clock back. Let's go back about almost, well, it's six, almost seven years now. Holy mm. shit. Okay. Yeah, really <laughs> almost seven years. Um, I mean, we're right on that edge. I'm trying to figure out this and do the math in my mind. Yeah, we're on the edge of it. So the podcast didn't start until December of 2016, okay. but I started blogging. And what, what had happened was I had uh, gone three and a half years without having sex, any kind of sexual contact, any kind of relationship. And I woke up one day and just said, what the fuck am I doing? This is ridiculous. I'm wasting the pretty. I need to get out there. I need physical touch. I need it badly. I want to, I want to write this wrong, you know, raise this mm -hmm. Titanic. So I very quickly, I just kind of put my business hat on. I'm like, well, when there's a problem, let's think about how we're going to solve this. <laughs> I kind of laid, laid out a plan and very methodically and systematically executed on that plan. And within about 10 days of my revelation that, you know, that this needed to change, I was, I found someone and, you know, I broke my dry spell. And from there, I really kind of had decided that what I wanted to do was give myself a year to really explore my sexuality, make a sex bucket list, go kind of crazy with it, you know, put anything and everything on there that even remotely turned me on, or I found fascinating or interesting and, and go explore it and find partners that wanted to explore with me. And so I started, the idea was that I wanted to document that because I was really interested in who I was going to be at the end of this, like, well, who would this make me? Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I think I know who I am now, but you know, if I go through this year, like, who am I going to come out the other side of this being? And I really want, it was important for me to document this stuff. So I thought I would um, start doing that through a blog. And what I realized is that I don't like writing and that it's yeah. painful for me. And it's really hard. It's just, gotcha. I don't have a gift, right? Some people really have a gift for it. And that wasn't my gift, but I have the gift of gab. So I just decided I'm going to switch gears here and start podcasting. So for a while I was podcasting and kind of talking about the, talking about sex in general on the podcast, and then really blogging about the individual experiences with different partners through the blog. But again, as time went on, that just, it really became harder and harder to do. And I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm going to scrap the blog and I'm a <laughs> podcaster. I'm just podcasting about all of it. So that's kind of how I evolved to podcasting. That's awesome. That's a fabulous journey. And I love it. And that actually brings me to a question that relates to that. You sort of answered it, but if there's anything else you want to add, what do you enjoy the most about sharing your sexuality with the world? Through podcasting? I just, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, that's a really good question on, on today because I spent the first half of today going through all of my voicemails from the podcast, people that listen. Oh, nice. And Yes. And I mean, I really, I, the message is just, you know, prioritizing your sex life in some way, shape or form, mm. you know, it's going to be different the way I do it than maybe the way you do it. But I really, what I really want to do is just bring awareness to people about their sexuality, put it, have them put it on the radar, have them investigate it, you know, and also to bring kind of, I guess, awareness to the fact that 
this it's ridiculous that it's such a big part of our lives as human beings, whether we realize it or not, whether we're acting on it or not overtly, it's in the background running for us all the time. And it seems ridiculous to me that we live in this society where we're so censored and we, we can't talk about this and we don't even think about it for ourselves. And then right. even more so than that, we don't expand this out into our relationships with our partners. And yet we're sitting here scratching our heads and wondering why, you know, the divorce rate's so high because people mm. just don't talk about this stuff. And it's, I guess I've, I finally just said enough. You know, <laughs> I'm yes. going to talk about it. And I hope that what I say resonates with people and inspires them. I a million percent agree with you. That is my exact views on all of it. And I think it's such a shame that we're in the state that we are, that it's so hidden. It's so taboo, you know, you know and it's just absolutely insane how other things can be glorified, like, you know, murder and, you know, serial killers. And then somehow sex is still taboo and hush hush. It makes no sense. It's a natural act. Doesn't make any sense when we are, it's just one of the most core basic components to us yeah. as human beings. Yes. And, you know, just to, again, have it be so hush, hush, you know, and everybody knows we do it, but we don't talk about it. Well, why not? <laughs> like literally why not? Exactly. I mean, so um, I'm, I'm over it is basically the podcast is me just saying I'm over this shit and I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to talk about it to the extremes that some people might be uncomfortable with, but I, yep. I feel like it's, it's my body. These are my experiences and it's okay to share that and also share how that impacts me and how it affects me and, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly. And again, you know, I feel like, uh, the more people hear this and the more people get comfortable with listening to someone talking about it in a normal way, that it's not just the fun erotic stuff. It's, it's all of it, you know, right. and, and it becomes more and more normal. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I could not agree more. That's like, like exactly how I think about it all too. <laughs> so I know exactly what you're saying and we need more of it out there. We need to talk about it. And yeah, the more you talk about it, the less taboo it becomes. It's real life. So why are we not treating it as real life? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I it's really, like this is, that, that's, that's my big burning question. Like, you know, like, why is this, why are we hiding this? And why right. is there so much and shame and, lack of proper vocabulary for it and last lack of even just knowing, you know, what it is that we really want sexually as individuals. And most people do not know the answer to that. Very true. Yeah. It's very true because people are, because it's taboo to think about. So no one is going to sit around thinking about it. I mean, some people are obviously like we are, but yeah, a lot of people are like, well, I'm not even supposed to think about it. I'm supposed to do it, but I'm not supposed to think about it. And I'm not supposed to think about what I want, but yet I'm supposed to do it. I mean, it's totally fucked up. It's the, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. <laughs> right. But well, you're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> how can you get to, well, that's what I'm saying here. Case in point, <laughs> freak in the sheets status. If you don't talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm willing to forest gump my way through this for the benefit of everybody else. There we go. I love it. 
<laughs> That's a good statement. I like that. Yeah. So do you ever share images of yourself or do you just share your stories, experiences, and emotions? Because some people like to share images of themselves on social media, you know, and, you know, being sexy or expressing their sexuality through images. Do you do that? Or do you just kind of stick to your stories, experiences, and emotions? I have, do not share pictures of myself and except for on my social media, I have, uh, there's a picture, you know, there's a picture of me with, uh, you know, my avatar, there's a picture of me, but you can only see part of my face. I, mm, I don't feel true. like, I don't feel like, um, uh, it's interesting because this comes up a lot, you know, like, why don't you, you know, cause sure. I can still share pictures of just parts of my body. You know, I don't have an only fans. I haven't gone that route. It's not, I know it's not for me. And it's really, I feel like sort of in a way detracts from the point. The mm. point is, cause it's not to focus on me. Gotcha. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, I'm not the brand it's, it's the idea behind the curious girl. That's the brand. And Maybe. so I also feel like because people just get to listen to me and hear my voice and hear my thoughts and share my experiences without knowing what I really look like, you know, all over head to toe. Yeah. yeah. I don't, it doesn't alienate anybody, right? Because this is for right. everybody. And I don't want people to feel like, you know, if they don't look like me or, or let's say men, you know, like, oh, I prefer, you know, a I always kind of tout myself as the girl next door, you know, and, or mm -hmm. I like an exotic woman, you know, it's just, it's just really kind of trying to make the most impact and reach the most people without making it about me. Right. You know? Yeah. And so yeah. I find, you know, can, I just want to say one more thing about it, but what I have found really, really fascinating is as I've watched other people's models or business model, let's say, and how they're doing it and how they promote and things like that. I find it interesting that I believe that they feel like they have to, you know, like mm. that, that if they don't do that, that, you know, that sell themselves, you know, their image, <laughs> their, the, you know, their physical image that they won't be as successful. And I kind of feel like, you know, I've debunked that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can... I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say it kind of feels like the wrong reason. Yeah. Yeah. For the wrong reason. And, yep. Yep. And truthfully, you know, the own parts of the reasons that, you know, there is a small part of me that, that struggles a little bit with that, because I do believe based on what I see and the way people, you know, the way, you know, people respond sexually, especially men. And I'm, I'm heterosexual and mm -hmm. my sisters are mostly men. I feel like I might have more if I, if I was mm. showing what I look like, because I consider myself an attractive woman. Right. And I don't, and I'm not afraid, you know, it's like, I don't mind saying that I do consider myself attractive. I know the way people perceive me in the world, but again, you know, I have to sort of, again, it's not about me, you know, this is for, this is just, I want this to reach people universally where they're at. Yeah. I can totally appreciate what you're saying because, you know, when people do know what you look like, it is sort of restrictive. It's defined. It's kind of like the difference I'm thinking of between reading erotica and imagining it all in your head and watching a porn. You know what people look like in the porno. In the erotica, you, they look like what you want them to look like. So sort yeah. of that, to me, that seems like the difference between from what you just said compared to someone who's totally showing themselves all over OnlyFans and everywhere else. Right. And I hope that, uh, I hope that 
when somebody hears my stories and they hear about my experiences, what they're visualizing in their head is the, what it would be like with them and somebody that they're attracted to, whatever their counterpart would be in that scenario, that they're listening to everything I'm saying and experiencing it as if it was their experience. And I, I like think that. that, you know, that's the difference, right? Because if you're going to, if you're mm-hmm. going to like, say when you're watching porn, you're watching that, you know, you're yeah. just, you're caught up in the erotic images mm-hmm. and you're not really hearing the story and visualizing yourself in that role. And as that person, yeah, it's because kind of you've got your throat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and there's nothing wrong with porn. I mean, I love looking at good people. Right. I love looking at people having sex. I mean, that doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't bother me, but, but there it's, there's a difference between, you know, the audio erotic stimulation versus the visual imagery. Yeah. And so, yeah. And since my goal, you know, what I really hope is to inspire, spark this fan, that flame in, in my listeners, then I feel like it's more effective when they hear it and they get to imagine themselves in that scenario or how hot that would be. And they put, you know, they put themselves there and then the person that would fit that role. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think the whole motivation, I mean, that's your brand. So, and you know, your brand, you know, you fully know it, you know, it's defined how you want it. And other people may think, yeah, hopefully people aren't doing it just to like, you know, get more, you feel bad for the people that feel forced into it, but there are people like, for instance, me, I enjoy, I enjoy actually taking sexy pictures that tell a story and posting them on social media. I don't do anything yeah. like nude or anything, mm-hmm. but I enjoy that. So I do it because I enjoy it. But there are people, like you said, I'm sure that feel very, very forced and like, well, I have to do this or I'm not going to get any, I'm not getting anybody looking at me, you know? And that's, that's such a sad reason. I don't like that reason at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, certainly again, it's not, you know, it's not a, um, there's no right or wrong with it. It's just, and I've thought about, you know, I mean, at some point, you know, I may, I may do it. And actually we'll say this, someone, someone asked me this similar question on social media. And at one point and says, you know, do you, how come, you know, or why don't you post some pictures of yourself? And I said, <laughs> well, what makes you think I haven't snuck a few in there? Right. True. Good and point. I actually, I have. Okay. So I was, I have, I just don't, I, like ever, I don't like, I don't tag it like me, you know, and, right. and it's, it has to be something that really blends in there and looks like it just goes along with everything, you know, just another like random post, random picture. Like you wouldn't know that yeah. that was me. Yeah. I like that mystery. That's, that's very, that's very sexy and very hot for people. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of fun. The other side of that is it's fun for me, you know, to, mm-hmm. to remain this mystery. It keeps, it keeps my interest, you know, in doing this and, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, it's really a labor of love. Right. And so just to be able to have that anonymity and not worry about, you know, as you know, which is there's some, sometimes you you run across some weirdos. Most, most everybody that listens Mm -hmm. is great, but you do run across some weirdos. And I actually, in the very, very beginning, I did have a weird incident where I had not like my website, there was something that wasn't secure enough. And somebody that was pretty savvy, um, that I was dating at the time told me, he said, you know, um, you're, I, I know, I know who you are from your, I can tell, like I can get in there and like, I, I can, yeah. And, and somebody actually had done that wow. and, uh, and actually came to my house. So it was, Oh my gosh. Uh, so, 
Yeah, this was in the very beginning. I was just super green. I was ignorance on fire. And yeah. um, you know, and uh, so that that guy that I was seeing at the time, he helped me sort of overhaul things. And that was great. Mm. And <laughs> I could stay protected because I never, at first, I didn't know how that person figured out, figured it out. Yeah. But then, oh. you know, several months after I had mentioned it to, to this guy I was seeing and he told, he said, well, let me take a look, you know? And he's like, well, I think this is probably how it happened, you know? And I was like, mm. oh shit. Anyway, it was just good that he caught it. Kind of scary, really. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Especially when you want to be anonymous and then someone shows up at your door. I mean, you know, like, yikes. Yeah, it was my back door. It wasn't my front door. So it was mm. even more, even more creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, hello. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just didn't know where the front door was. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> am I to believe that a grown ass man is unfamiliar with the orientation of a home and how you get in one? <laughs> yeah, BS, total oh fucking God. bullshit. <laughs> I know, I know. So, oh, wow, wow. Well, at least nothing bad happened, right? I mean, at least, you know. Oh, right. Yeah. No. At least he wasn't like some sort of aggressive freak, you know, like. <laughs> I know, I know. So, do you have a favorite sex toy? I love sex toys. I collect them and I like to try all the different kinds. Are you into them? And do you have a favorite one you would like to share with us? It's so funny. I keep calling it my purple one. It rotates, (laughs) rotates, right? And so Mm -hmm. one of the sponsors from my show, Skin Products, they sent me um, a, it's a purple, they have, they're mostly condoms and stuff, but they have some sex toys and they sent me this, it's a clit, you know, get your clit and your G spot at the same time. Oh yes. And mm-hmm. I'd never, Very good. as simple as that sounds, right. I'd never had one. And I thought, well, this would be, mm. yeah, this would be fun. And there's something about it and the shape of it. And it's purple. If you go to skin.com, like there it is, okay. you can't miss it. <laughs> it the des- I've had, I had one that was more like a U shaped and okay. it wasn't as substantial as this one before. And what I noticed is just, I guess the way anatomically I'm shaped didn't fit tight enough. So when mm, I was having sex yeah. with a partner, it would just slide around. It didn't give me that effect. Now right. this one is more the the one that I got from uh, from my sponsor. There, it's more of a um, it's more of a just you know handheld. You do it to yourself or your partner can do it to you. But okay. the, what's good about it for me is the the shape of the U is narrower and mm-hmm. it's stiffer. So okay. there's not a lot of give in it. So it really kind of fits in there nicely, no, nice and snug. And mm. um, it's just been rocking my world. And I oh, I'm not I no joke, like. I just did a podcast about it the other day. Like I just felt like I had to masturbate. And so I went, you know, like, yeah, I'm like, oh, time to horny time to masturbate. Okay. And so I went into my bathroom to grab it and I didn't even want to like go lay down. I just stood there right in front of the mirror. (laughs) I love it. It was the stand up (laughs) position. Oh, nice. And this, and the edge of this thing is kind of pointy and it's got a strong vibration and it was right on my G spot. It was so concentrated. I lost my mind. It was amazing. <laughs> and I felt like, I really felt like I had found a new, a new secret spot inside my vagina that yeah. I, that, you know, and I find those spots all the time. It's really fun. I mean, I just, I really feel like my pussy is a magical oasis. <laughs> like it, oh, absolutely. It has so many fun pleasure zones. And so <laughs> 
I went straight over to my, one of my good friends with benefits the following day. And I'm like, we are, we're tapping into this. And, and, <laughs> and we did. And I had some of the most crazy intense orgasms. So nice. That's a little bit more than you asked, but there you go. I love it. You know, you know what I love about that too, is that that just shows you need to change it up. You need to do different positions with yourself yeah. and with partners, because you're going to find those little spots and you're going to be blown away. And if you don't do that kind of stuff, you'll never find them. You'll never find them. And you'll never be able to tell someone else how to find them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, we're just, yeah. people are just starting to understand, finally starting to study and understand female orgasms. I was just reading on Instagram. There's a dude who does podcasts. I think his name is Justin Lay Miller, I think. And he was talking about, I hope he does a podcast on this. He was talking about how some, somebody just did some testing on women with, they were using vibrators and they actually tested like the electrical pulses and they found at least three different specific types of orgasms, like, you know, scientific evidence for it. I'm like, wow, that's fucking cool. Oh, I think there's more. I think, I think there's there more. Is too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Even from my own experience, there's more. I think there's more than that. Yes. That's exciting. I love that. Yeah, it is. It is. I know. And you know, it'd be nice if someday people spend more time on learning that. I mean, you know, obviously you and I already know that there are more I mean, there are different types of orgasms. There's different strengths. There's different things that happen to my body. It's just kind of mind blowing how it, there's so much variation. It is, is. And I, I just feel like there's so much untapped pleasure and there's so much yes. that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I encourage people to masturbate like crazy yes. and do it different ways because I'm guilty of it as much as anybody else you get, you know, you have your go-to pattern or your go-to position or your go-to toy and you get stuck in a rut and it's like, okay, so now we're going to have sex and he's going to do his thing. And now it's my turn and I'm going to do what (laughs) I always do. And then boom, you know, he had his orgasm. I had mine one for one, boom, off we go. And that's okay. But if that becomes the, you know, just what you do all the time over time, you will get, you know, you'll get, desensitized. It won't be as satisfying. Mm -hmm. It just gets boring, you know, by the sheer nature of it, the repetitiveness. And you also overlook a bunch of things in different ways that you can be stimulated and come. And so every March I do March masturbation madness month Mm, where I have to masturbate every day and I can't, and I have to try different things. I can't you know, sometimes I can use a toy. Sometimes I, sometimes I don't, sometimes, you know, I just go old school. Sometimes there's porn, sometimes there isn't. Uh, And then I always try to find different angles, positions, rooms, you know, things that I just haven't tried before. And that really, I feel like helps me rediscover new pleasure zones. And also it resets, it like rewires your brain and resets Mm -hmm. those. I don't, I mean, I don't know if there's anything to this, but just resets things so that you're more orgasmic and you're just, you know, you've, you've all, and it also helps when you have different partners that do things differently. Sure. sure, Uh, sure. You know what I'll practice, I'll practice like stroking myself or touching myself in a way that normally would be harder for me to come, you know, and I'll Mm -hmm. just imagine it's a partner. That's the way he's touching me. And I have to come that way, you know, and right you know, and it's fun and I can do it, you know? And I'm like, look at that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So you do a special thing every March and do you talk about it on the podcast? I do every, yeah. I love that. Every year. Yep. March masturbation madness month. And, um, and it's fun. And I really feel like 
Uh, it does just does a lot for me, you know, once a year to kind of reset everything and just make sure that I'm in touch with what's, you know, my inner workings of my body, because, you know, as women that changes too, you know, I feel like it we does, get, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I feel like the more we explore, the more orgasmic we get. And, yes. and then again, you know, the, the kind of the, the thing, the mind, the thing is hedge against just being too repetitive all the time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And the, the nerdy science part of that is the more you masturbate, the more blood flow you get down there. So the more you get orgasm, so just do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then you, then you just know how your body works. I mean, yes. we cannot, we wouldn't try to teach someone how to drive a car if we didn't know how to drive one ourselves. Right. And so, you know, you're, if you're just expecting and hoping and, you know, crossing your fingers that your partner's going to figure it out. Right. That, you know, you're going to be just dis- probably disappointed. Yes. No mind reading. There's no mind reading. There's no mind reading. No. Uh-uh. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. So I have to ask, do you have a favorite sexual position with a partner? Oh, I know that's a tough question. Depends on the mood, right? <laughs> it does depend on the mood, but I mean, there's one, I can tell you one thing that just, I, that I love, I'm very visual. So I love mm. to watch. I love to be in a position where I can watch my partner you know, going in and out of me. Mm, and okay, yeah. I love the penetration part, you know, and because mm-hmm. I love the way it feels. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way every stroke feels just delicious and wonderful. And I love to see it visually too, while I'm feeling it. And that mm. was like, that always just, you know, I can, I can just have the, I can just have the sensation, but when I see it as well, oh my gosh, I'm just, mm. I'm just a wet, Hummy little mess. It's nice. Like, yeah. So, so any position where I can, where I can watch is good for me. Nice. Very good. You know yourself and you know what gets you off and you know how to do it. That's what we should yes. all know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. So, what's the best, if you have one, the best sexual lesson you've learned in your life? I know you've talked kind of you know, about that, but can you think of one that was just really stood out other than what you've said, or you can focus on what you just said and and restate it. I mean, the big, this is not the sexy part of sex, but communication. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yes. People, if you're, you know, we are grownups, we are adults, Mm -hmm. hopefully. Oh, if you're not (laughs) stop listening right now. I know. Uh, Go away. (laughs) Yep. You, you have to be able to communicate with your partner. If, if not, you're going to probably be less than satisfied. And, yep. you know, I just feel like it's time for everybody to put their big boy or big girl panties on and be open and honest with their partners. And um, it's, it's just for all aspects of our, our personal relationships. It doesn't have to just be sexual, but it makes a huge difference. Oh, totally. Yeah. You're totally missing the boat if you're not communicating. I mean, you know, a lot of people aren't though, you know, I I mean, that's the, that's, this is what breaks my heart. You know, I hear, Mm -hmm. and this is why I kind of keep doing this because I'm like, I'm just going to beat this drum until, (laughs) you know, things start changing or I lose my voice. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. And we just need, yeah, we just need to keep talking about it and keep saying that. And hopefully more and more people will, will do that. I mean, 
just why, you know, and it's weird, you know, you talk about other things in relationships, you know, Hey, I like this restaurant. Hey, I like this dinner. Hey, I like to eat Cheetos naked on the couch. I mean, we can say all those things, but we can't talk about sex. I mean, why? It's dumb. I do not know. I, yeah. Again, I do not know. Like you, especially when you're, especially when you're in a relationship, monogamous relationship with somebody or, you know, I guess not, I shouldn't even say just monogamous. I mean, if you're in an open relationship yeah. with someone too, it mm-hmm. just, it's just paramount for, for everybody getting their needs met. And that's really, you know, the, what defines successful relationship is the ability of the two people, you know, in, within that context, or however many people are in that context to meet the needs of the other people involved or person involved. Right. And if you, you know, if, and you can't do that, you can't reasonably expect to do that without good communication. Right. And I would yeah. argue if you're not having sex or you're having bad sex, it's because you're not communicating. There is no need for that. We could strike that off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I just feel like too, Literally, there's a lot of women can, that you don't we want can to have end, sex. We can end this problem. <laughs> this, this should not be a problem anymore. We can get no. rid of it like chicken pox. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Chicken pox, polio, and bad sex. File that in the already, you know, already taken care of. We've got a solution done with that problem. Yeah, that should be, that should be a meme or a tweet on Twitter. I know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a good plan. So you said you don't like to write anything. Have you ever thought of writing sort of memoirish thing where you wouldn't have to write fiction? You wouldn't have to make stuff up you'd actually write it as a memoir of things you've talked about on the podcast and released that as a book. Have you ever thought of that? Yes, I have. And uh, I, somewhere it will happen at some point, all of my episodes are transcribed mm, and, nice. okay. you know, and because, so it would be easy just to take, to work off those transcriptions. And yeah. because it's been this, this, you know, long-term documentation, you know, kind of a series of my life here and different partners and the people that come and go and the relationships and the different dynamics and the high highs and the low lows and the loves and the heartbreaks and, you know, all that, it's got all that stuff. It's, you know, it's all true. And, And it's just, yeah, I've definitely thought about how to sort of package that up and, you know, how that could be delivered out there for people for, you know, for consumption, but it's, it's in the works. It'll happen at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And if you like, didn't want to do it yourself, hell, you could hire an editor to just edit the fuck out of it and package it for you. You know what oh, I mean? Like there's people out I there would who would use, do that kind of stuff. I would use a ghostwriter for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would totally use a ghostwriter I w- and I wouldn't even call them a ghost. I would say like this person collaballed to bring my voice yeah. forward and it's, <laughs> it's as much their hard work as mine because, because I just do not consider myself a writer. And as I tried to do it, it gave me a big appreciation for, you know, the people that can, that can take those, take a scenario and a story and, and for, you know, with their amazing vocabulary and bring it to life. And I have a a big appreciation, tremendous appreciation for just, you know, grammar and the English language. (laughs) And, you know, like Uh my listeners know this, like they know the one thing that like will turn me off from a guy is bad grammar. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I get it. No. And I'm like, this is the language you speak. You need to appreciate it. 
Like, right. you know, it, <laughs> the, these, our words are powerful and they have meaning, you know, and, and please have some reverence for them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I totally know that because I do write. So I totally know what you're I saying. Know. It is not easy. It it's is not. a lot of work but it's, it's so not. fucking fun. But see, I love it. I enjoy it. Like I'll even sit yeah. on my podcast sometimes and I'll just, I'll sit down with like three or four words on a piece of paper and I'll just fucking spin a story, an erotic story right off the top of my fucking head. And I it's love amazing. to do that kind I of thing. Gift. I love to do it, but see, that's what I like to do. So then it works for me. You don't like to do it. So then it doesn't work for you. What you're doing works for you and your brand, which is absolutely fantastic. Yep. Yep. Do people you are with know who you are on the podcast and do they know you share stories about them? Absolutely. I am a hundred percent upfront, full disclosure. Um, and I would never, you know, feel right about, you know, not being, having that transparency and, uh, I protect everyone's privacy. Obviously guys, some of the guys that I've been with come on the show and mm. record with me and they like doing that and nice. uh, they get a nickname you know we just again mm-hmm. keep them anonymous too and that's been that's really fun too you know just yeah. to have that preserved and documented the you know the the experience and the dynamic and the chemistry you know between me and the and my you know these lovers that I've had and yeah it's it's fun. And uh, yes, again, I mean, I just, when, when somebody meets me straight out of the gate, it's full car, you know, just full disclosure. I have a podcast. <laughs> this is what I do. And yeah, you just have yeah. to know that, you know, I will be talking about you, however <laughs> big or small, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be mentioning you. So, um, if you're, as long as you're okay with that, we're good. <laughs> right. Right. And so like me hearing you say this stuff, me as a writer, I'm like rubbing my hands together thinking, damn, this needs to be in a book. And then you would reach more people, more audience, like different areas. So like, I'm just sitting there. My brain is like working. I'm like, Hey, that would be really cool. And then <laughs> like my brain yeah. starts to go to the book world where I'm like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad you're thinking about doing that someday. Cause that would be very epic. I think. I, yeah, I guess. There's another, there's, there's one small part of me that's like, I mean, cause I think just like you said, I, I agree with what you just said, like, it would be great and epic to have this book out there. And then there's this small part of me that's like, but do people really want that? Like, is this, mm. am I, is this a delusion sure. of grandeur? Does do people really want this in book form? You know, like, right. I um, can understand that opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm 99% sure. Nine, well, let's say 95% sure that it's, it's, it will happen. You know, I will do it. Right. I've, I've had that thought in my head for several years. So yes, I I do think there's, there's room for it. The one thing I think it would do for you is it might give you a reach to a new audience, like people who like to read and, you know, cause then someone would see it maybe on Amazon and then they find out your podcast and then they might go listen to you. So it might be another way for you to expand in reach new people that have never, you know, they don't listen to podcasts. They don't know what a pod, some people don't, you know, some people are like, well, it's a podcast. I don't even listen to them, you know? So it'd be one I, way for no, you Some to people like don't. It's funny. I have friends. I, know, I have right? friends that are like, I never listen to podcasts. I'm like, <laughs> what? What? Crazy. Are you living under a rock? You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what the heck? I know. I know. Yeah. So do you ever talk about your favorite erogenous zone? Do you have one? And would you be willing to share it? If not, that's totally cool too. My favorite erogenous zone? Yeah. Well, first of all, 
I share everything. So like, there's no, there's there's very few things that I just would not want to talk about. And especially when it comes to, you know, sexuality, that's like, I could talk about that all day. My, Mm -hmm. I mean, my favorite erogenous sound, it's just honestly, Oh, it's gotta be my, my pussy because it's, there's just yeah, so much yeah. pleasure that comes <laughs> I know, from, right? from it, whether it's <laughs> oral sex or, you know, or I'm having a littoral orgasm, a G-spot orgasm, a full body orgasm. I mean, it's all, it all radiates from there, you know? And, and that's right. why I'm just like, oh, it's so amazing. <laughs> oh, I I'm in love agree. with my own. I mean, I'm just like, I'm fascinated <laughs> with my own vagina. <laughs> you should be. That's the way it should be. <laughs> I know. I, I, I have to see. I mean, I think if more women felt that way, they would, they would, I don't know. They would, they need to, more they women need, need to, to be as proud of their, their yes. vaginas as I am. Yes, absolutely. They do. Yeah. And I feel like there's some women out there who actually don't like sex or they like shy away from it. It's because they looking at it the way you and I are, and they need to change. They're alive. Now you feel sexual things. Now just do it. You need to embrace it while you're alive. Yeah. Well, here's another thing that I've really been aware of just through my own, you know, course of events in my life is that it's your sexuality is it's not this mystical, mysterious woo woo thing. It's actually something that is a part of you, like your health, like your hygiene, but it needs to be practiced. You have to put some work and effort into it. Mm -hmm. And if you, you know, I mean, I went from when I was in that three and a half years of no sex, I literally did not think about sex. Wow. And am I surprised? Am I surprised by that? No, because I put no effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would be like, you know, expecting to maintain a certain physical appearance, which I'm very adamant about, you know, Mm -hmm. working out and being healthy and taking care of myself. It's like, it's just wishing you could do that without actually putting the work in. It takes work to do that. Mm -hmm. And so your sex life, your sexuality rather is the same thing. You have to focus on it, spend time doing stuff to yourself or with a partner, exploring, having fun, making a sex bucket list, watching sexy movies, doing things that keep that, you know, keep your sexuality at the forefront and somewhere in your top 10 things of daily, you know, mindfulness, like, is that you know that, Hey, this is a priority and I work on it. X amount of times a week or so many times a day or whatever it is, you know, you set that up. But when I, when I got so involved with work and other things and shifted my focus, I realized it was like a spigot. I just turned that spigot off, not on purpose. It just, I just did it. It was slowly over time. It wasn't something like where I was like, no, I don't, I can't, I don't want to have a partner or no traumatic events, nothing like that. I just got focused going down you know, with what I felt important to me, other things. And, and then I was like, okay, wait a minute. If I turn this off, I can open it back up. And I feel like women, you know, they hit certain points in their life and they just think, well, I guess I'm done. I'm not sexual anymore. I don't feel that way. And they think it's low hormones or they think it's this or that I'm calling bullshit. It is, it's the fact that you aren't making it a priority. You haven't put any effort into it. At this point, you actually don't know how sexual you are or you aren't because you haven't engaged in 
that in a long, long time. You haven't put it on the list in a long time. And when you do, if you gave yourself 30 days, I, mm. I believe most people, you know, if they give it an honest effort for 30 days to do something sexual every day, and that could be when you, I say sexual, that could just be like, you know, maybe looking at porn, you don't have to be touching yourself, but start right. to reopen the spigot. You know, I, I feel like you'll be surprised at where you'll be at the end of that. I love that idea. A 30 day challenge. Yes. People yes. Who, who have low sexuality, low libido do that. I mean, and it actually makes me think of, I interviewed a sex coach who recently told me she, from the book, Pussy Reclamation, which I'm actually listening to right now. And one of the oh. things that she says is think about your pussy every day. A simple sentence is that. Brilliant. Think about your pussy every day. I know. Isn't that a brilliant sentence? Oh, sentence? I need to I'm get like, I need to get her on the show. Yes. <laughs> pussy reclamation. Yes. I, oh, I remember her name, Regina something. But anyway, I'm listening to her audiobook and I which I believe she narrated herself. And she has amazing history. And she yeah. does this like teaches a sexual school or something like that. And so she created this book from her experience of teaching women things. I mean, she's just absolutely fascinating and mind blowing. And I'm just, it's like one of those books where I'm just sitting there going, and I'm listening I'm like, wow, wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> just like mm -hmm. <laughs> you're listening and you're nodding your head the whole time. You're like, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. I say that. I just love that <laughs> sentence. Think about your pussy every day. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Think about your pussy every day. I'm right around. I'm writing that down. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That, that could be a possible episode right there. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And she does a lot of, there's a lot of, I won't give away the whole book, but there's a lot of things she does where she talks about how you can touch yourself and think things. I mean, it's just, it's very, very, I think it's, it's a major book. I mean, people, women yeah. need to read it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Pussy. And Thanks, what a great I, name. See, I love that. I love that. Thank you. Pussy I'm, Reclamation. That's a great fucking name for a book. That is a great name. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I have to ask you a serious question that happens to me in my life. Do people in your life know that you do this or is it hidden from them? And if people do know, do they poo poo you and they come, they put you down or say, what the fuck are you doing? Insult you be like, and say bad things. I, so, you know, as I've said, I've stayed anonymous. So, you know, my mm -hmm. general kind of peer group, you know, doesn't know, I don't go announcing it. And right. my friends, my close friends do know. And everybody's, you know, fully supportive of it. That's I, you know, I don't I'm trying to think if anybody in my like real immediate family knows. No, no, I haven't, I haven't told, but you know, I, I don't, I don't, and I, I'm not ashamed of it. I mean, I certainly, right, right. I would, I just, it's not something I've just volunteered right. because, you know, you normally don't just volunteer. Hey, what would you do yesterday? <laughs> what have you been up to lately? You know, at a family dinner. Well, you know, yesterday I went over to so-and-so's house and had like <laughs> amazing orgasms and we were watching porn and, you know, and, and we were in every hole and it was right. fucking great. <laughs> That's like a ruin the moment at dinner comment. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah. So, you know, I keep it, I keep it family appropriate, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Obviously but, your partners know. So like you just said it previously. Yeah. And the other thing, We'll say I do have one, you know, again, just to be transparent, you know, one of the things I struggle with, and I always ask myself, like, why are, you know, why are you not fully out there? Mm. And, uh, and, and there's a part of me that, you know, feels a little bit bad about that because 
I, while I'm encouraging everybody, you know, to explore and all that, I live in the real world. Mm, I understand right. that, you know, um, there is a judgment for this and there are people yes. that don't like this and that just, just think this is awful. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so that, that doesn't, you know, random people's opinions don't bother me, but where I, where I do get concern is just, you know, there's some organizations that I belong to that, that are private organizations and you, you know, when you belong to a private organization, you can be asked to not be a part of that organization. If you're yeah. doing something that for any reason, you know, that they don't like. And, right. you know, I guess that's, that's probably the one area where I'm like, just trying not to, um, have to potentially, and I don't know that that would be the case, but you know, like, let's right. just say church, you know, I, I, I like to go to church and right. it's a community, you know, and I belong to it. And if I, if people knew, you know, that this could be disturbing right. that I talk about blowjobs and stuff, you know, I talk about everything, you know, in, <laughs> like in great judgment. detail yeah, mm-hmm. and there may be, yeah. And then I, you know, and, and so there just may be some, some, dislike of that. And to the extent that it affects me, like I say, I don't mind people don't agree with me that I have no problem with that at all, but I don't want, you know, I just, some of there's some privileges I don't want to lose, I guess. Yeah. I totally get that. And that comes from our sex negative culture, unfortunately, which is rampant. I I shouldn't really have to make that decision. I know, but, but I, but I'm also not going to say that I'm justified and not you know, not being out there, I recognize that there's, it's somewhat of a gray zone. You know, if I really want people to, if I want to lead by example, there's parts of my life, you know, I can openly say that, yeah, I'm not so much doing that. And so, you know, but, but again, that's, that's my truth. And I don't mind, I don't, you know, I don't mind saying to people, yeah, there's some, there's some areas where it can seem a little hypocritical, you know, but yes, absolutely. That's, I'm going to be honest about what I'm struggling with. Right. And you know, that's why I'm under a pen name as well, because my other website under my real name is very squeaky clean, you know? So, and if, if it were known this side, people, it just doesn't mesh. And a lot of people are so judgmental that it would ruin my other side under my real name. So I keep them separate. Yeah. Yeah. Which unfortunately that's the reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know it's, it's not like someone could just show up. Wouldn't it be wonderful if someone could show up to your website and they see, you know, all of the different genres or areas that you maybe write about, right. You know, like I focus on this area and this, this is my jam. Here's what's under the umbrella, you know, of dealing with me and you can't put them all on there. And it's not like normal businesses. You can see like, here's our area of expertise, or here's where we focus. We focus on this, this, and this. And you're like, okay, that's fine. And there's a lot, they're not always contiguous, you know, it could be one yeah. thing could be on one side and one on the other, but it's like, okay, great. Look, there's, this is what this person does. But, but the minute you throw something sexual in there, it's like, whoa, right. you know, exactly. Yeah. You just kind of landed out in Mars, you know, and lost a bunch of people. Cause they feel like that's just so, it's such a big swing, you know, but really mm-hmm. it isn't, you know, cause this is just a part of who we are as human beings. Exactly. It's that judgment. But what really bums me out is that I can't be a whole person to anyone other than the people who know both sides of me. I cannot be a whole person. And I have another whole side of me that you know, I sell books. I'm under my real name too, that people like. So yeah. it, to me, it's a bummer that I can't be a whole person publicly. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's where I found the fun side of that. The fun side <laughs> of that is I'm always a Pollyanna. I'm always looking for the bright side. 
The yes. fun side of that, and what I've discovered is, while that, yes, that is a drag, the fun side is that there's people that come into my life that, and, and good friends and things like that, that do get to know all that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. part of me feels like it's, it's a blessing because not everybody needs to know every little detail, True, but the people that do are special. Yeah, that's and, true. And it's I love, true. and it, and it feels good to know that you have people out there that really know who you are. That's true. That's a good point. You know, just, I don't know. It feels nice. It's like, and it also, it's nice to know that that's sort of an exalted level, you know, like certain people will get to that level and certain people won't, and it's not for everybody. And it's really special when you have that. Yeah. I like that viewpoint. I should, I need to think of it that way. Cause that's really very, very true. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, not everybody has to know every single thing. <laughs> right. Even the lucky they want ones to. get to, right? The yeah, lucky right. ones get to. Exactly. So I noticed you have a YouTube channel. Do you put all of your episodes on YouTube as well? And have you ever had any backlash? Because I get, this is my fourth attempt on a YouTube channel and they just keep kicking me off. And the first time it broke my heart. I was there for a year and a half. I had over 50,000 listens. They yeah. just killed me. Yeah. Fucking YouTube. Okay, let's. <laughs> so, how do you me... do it? Because I can't. <laughs> I... Okay, okay. Truthfully, YouTube. Here's another like bane of my existence. Social media is generally a bane of my existence, and I'm always trying to figure <laughs> out again because of the subject matter. How do yes. I maneuver around this? Mm-hmm. You know, and how how as I how as a grown up woman can I actually talk about sex but not talk about it? Right. I mean, like, that's ridiculous. That's the whole premise of me being on social media. Right. Right. And I'll, to be honest, I fucking hate that. But, um, and I won't, I'll never be shy about saying that, that I think that's, you know, it's ridiculous. But I understand some of the reasoning behind it. Now, with, with regards to YouTube, I have, okay. So I, when I started doing all this, literally I was ignorance on fire and Mm. I started, you know, so I was doing my YouTube stuff and then pushing out content to YouTube, just pushing out content basically. And then I, I stopped with YouTube. I just, I don't remember exactly why I stopped, but I didn't, I haven't put anything on there or added to it in several years, but what I want to do. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Right. And so, and then one day, lo and behold, um, something from maybe year one, something that I probably posted three or four years ago. No, well, year one would have been longer than that. I don't know what, I don't know what year it was. It was a long time ago. I get a, you know, not having done anything. It's a, it's a dead channel. I mean, I haven't done anything with it. I, people still join it. I feel so bad. I feel so awful. Aww. I'm like, I should take, <laughs> join it. You know, they come across it and they join. It. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, but, <laughs> so I'm thinking about trying, I want to revamp it, but mm. I did get something saying, oh, you know, I had used the word. It was about, it was blowjobs. I'd use the word blowjob. Oh, okay. And, and I got a, and they, they gave me a warning. Okay. And so yep. I, you know, so now I'm like, okay, how am I going to go back? First of all, and what am I going to do with this? Am I going to re? Am I going to take everything down and repost everything with just snippets and where I'm either a using creative words or beeping out what I'm really saying? So right. it's really going to have to be one or the other. I mean, or like mm-hmm. you do, you know, oh fuck yeah, you you do the you know f um, right. asterisks, you know ck. Um, unfortunately, 
those that's really probably the only methods. I most people that I know that are in our genre, that's what they're doing. And they the ones mm-hmm. that have successful channels. And even still, they can sometimes get strikes, you know, against them. Right. And this, the risky part is that you can be taken down with no moment's notice and yep. you you don't know, you don't have a list of who's following you and how to contact yeah, them. Yeah, you just lose them. Yeah. You just lose them. And it's, it's heartbreaking. That happened to me, 150,000 followers I lost on, oh, on my Tumblr when they had brutal. the big Yeah. And so, you know, it's just one of those things, learning lesson. You get back up, dust yourself off and keep yep. going. That's why I'm on my fourth attempt because I refuse to like let them tell me I can't be there. But these are the things I have learned. If you would like to know, don't, I would love to know. Don't link to anything. I was for a while linking to some things and I even linked to a sex coach interview with her. And that was the thing that triggered them. And I linked to her website and she was advertising her dang therapy services. I'm like, come on, people. So now I don't put any links in my my notes down in the YouTube video, no links, none, not even to my podcast. I just use the name and I'll say things like, you know, search on, on podcast apps for, oh, fuck yeah, with Ruin Ruin Willow. So no linking. (laughs) And another person told me this and and I'm trying it now is since he said, don't re-put on your old stuff that in the channel where you, what made you get kicked off because he thinks that they have a way to scan that and they can, they can spot you easier and be like, Oh, this person, we, we banned this video. This is this person. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to only put on my new interviews and I'm not putting any erotic stories. I'm just only putting interviews. So I'm hoping this fourth attempt might work, but I don't know. I mean, why was I okay for a year and a half? The other thing I think it is, is I think someone reports and because how did I go for a year and a half with everybody YouTube being fine with my content? Well, okay. So uh, I'll ha- I have a little insight because I have another podcaster friend who she's heavy on YouTube and she's got the same, her, she does strictly anonymous mm-hmm. and she's a real big, you know, real big podcast. And, but her, her are just sex stories where she has anonymous people come on and they tell their story. So they're talking about always talking about sex and she, um, believes she has a lot of experience with, with YouTube. She believes that like what, ha- what happens is once you get on there, once their algorithm spots you, mm-hmm. you're, sure. you know, now you're in trouble. I mean, to the extent that you ha- are flagged. And so you are always going to be under the microscope and you have to be super, super careful sure, about, sure. about what you put on there because mm-hmm. they will take you down. And, you know, she makes, does generates a lot of revenue from Affair, or does well with it. You know, I shouldn't say, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much, but she does well with it financially. And so that's a, you know, it stings when they, when they take it down or, or give her a yeah. warning and she can't post for a week or whatever. But yeah, the, she said that, that, and, you know, when you, when you, if you get a strike and you don't feel it's fair, you can email them and they will review it. Hopefully. I think she has good luck with them reviewing it, but, um, they, you know, they, they did mention to her like, well, you know, she's like, I don't understand. Cause she was saying, I don't understand why 
I am saying the exact same thing that other podcasters are saying. Yeah. Dinging me. Why are they not, you know, like she wasn't calling anybody out. And they said, well, who are those? They got back and they're like, well, who are those people? Like, you know, we really rely, (laughs) we really rely on people reporting this stuff. And I'm like, Um, she she of course was like, oh, fuck you. I'm not going to rat anybody out. I mean, it's like, this is your problem, not mine, you know, like (laughs) finding all these people. But but I think you're right. The link thing, I can verify the link thing is right because I Mm -hmm. had a link to my, that was another thing that caught, I think on that blowjob one, it wasn't mm. the blowjob that they didn't like. They cited me for, it was linked to my, cause I linked to my website. Right. Of course right. I'm going to link to my website, but my website's not pornographic, but they didn't See? like it. Yeah, about yeah, it. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't like it. Oh, so. so frustrating. And I was really I frustrated too. Cause I'm like, this woman is a sex therapist. She offers help to people. How can you say it's bad? It's like ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, geez, yeah. she's a freaking therapist. I was so mad. Like, okay, that was the, the third t- attempt. So now I know I'm not putting any links in my YouTube, none, zero. Yeah, that may be, yeah, that may be my new strategy. I do want to, I want to go circle back and revamp it and put some more mm-hmm. time, you know, put, pick up where I left off, improve it and move forward. But I'm, I've, I've avoided it because of the, just the sheer aggravation of, mm-hmm. you know, playing, playing hide the hat. And I just feel like yep. so ridiculous that I have to even do this. I so and, I and hope, there's so many people that do it. I know. Ah. I, I hope the people, I hope the people <laughs> out there in the normal world who aren't in this genre understand all the gyrations we go through just to be able to get our content out there. It's, know, it's right? we have to be clever. Like we have to find all these ways to sort of circumvent yes. the system. Yeah. And it changes and it can change because they get new ways to, you know, scan things or look into it or I know. restrict it. You know, it's just maddening. Yep. So we're both on full swap radio. Are you enjoying that? And what do you think? Yeah, well, I have been on there for a long time and um, I just, I like the fact that, you know, it's a community of, with, you know, kind of some like-minded podcasters and that, that is, you know, that there's a genre, you know, there's, everybody's kind of somewhat under the sex umbrella, you know, in some mm-hmm. way, shape or form and, yeah. or a free th- free speech, free thinker, you know, kind of mindset where they just, they want to talk about what they want to talk about. And, uh, I feel like that's, you know, it's a positive thing to have people that come together and, you know, are where you can go and find a big group of them. Cause it's a lot of, you know, as a listener, if you're a listener, you know, that there's a lot of good resources there, a lot of good podcasts. Oh yeah. It's like getting a reading list of good books. You know what I mean? Like other people like similar books, similar topics, you know, I, I think that's great. And I'm enjoying it so far. I think it's really fun. Just another outlet to, to try and have people listen and engage and just maybe learn or even just enjoy. Right. Right. Yep. It's a good thing. And it's yeah. like, you know, internet radio station, so they can't be like shut down by, <laughs> no. by these people yeah. that are yeah. sex negative. Well, you know, I know. Well, you know, they could be really on to something. They're not the only ones, but they could be really on to something in the sense that, you know, if at some point, you know, God forbid, the normal syndicators of our podcasts, like right. Apple and Spotify, if they just decide to do a purge, like, nope, we're not doing no more 
podcasts in the sexuality genre at all, right. then the only place, you know, then, then these, uh, these smaller little indie groups will become very sought after because that's the only place yes. you can get them. Yes. Yeah. So true. And I hope that doesn't happen. happen. I know it looks like a nightmare, <laughs> you know, right? Let's be clear. I'm not, I don't want to put it out there into the universe. I don't want this to happen, but no, I know. Um, Exactly. It's nice. There's so many podcast apps out there too, so that, you know, if that were to happen, maybe other ones would get larger. And this is why as podcasters, we really should be on as many as you possibly can. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, everybody over time, you know, everybody, most, most apps pick, pick up this, pick up the syndication from Spotify and Apple. If you're there, most of these other podcast players will pick you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just kind of happens. It seems like even if you didn't seek one out, it just kind of all of a sudden, oh, there I am too, you know? Yep. You get on there. Yeah. So you and I both have chatted with Sam and Jason. Aren't they so much fun from the TNA podcast? I just, they make me laugh. I just love love them. them. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I just love them. I really, I do too. They're so much fun. They're good stories. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love to just, to the dynamic and the banter back and forth between them. They're Mm -hmm. so funny. They're just so funny. There's so much fun. I really love listening to them. I really do. And they're going to be so excited that we're talking about them. I'll have to tell them that we talked about them. (laughs) I know. And we, yes, everybody, you guys need to check their show out. They're just, uh, it's the TNA podcast. They're so just good, great stories. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Great personalities are just, they're just great. They're just so much fun. Yeah. Do you collaborate with a lot of podcasters or not so much? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I do, you know, in the very beginning, I was really just kind of, I guess maybe what I'd call like a solo practitioner. I just, it was just mm. me, me and doing my episodes, me and doing my episodes. But the original idea was that I would, uh, I was just going to do this for a year. That's what the mm. original intent was. And so I didn't okay. think I would actually move into like a guest, you know, guest mode And I didn't think this was going to be something that I would continue doing. And the response was so good that, you know, I decided to keep doing it, but I really had to think about the direction of where I was going because I didn't feel like just me talking every, you know, couple of times a week or once a week over time was sustainable or really, or really Mm, what would keep me in what would keep me interested in doing this long-term too? Cause there's that, right. I don't want to lose the passion and the excitement for it. And so part of the passion and excitement for it is getting to meet people, you know, that are, that are doing, that are in this mindset and have conversations with them Mm -hmm. and, you know, and share ideas. And so I kill two birds with one stone when I do a great interview with someone that, you know, I'm collaborating with them and they're, you know, we're growing our audiences and getting the exposure to, you know, just different things and ideas and, I love it. So it's, it's definitely uh, something that has, it's not, it's important to me to be involved in the community, but it's also just fun. And I really, really enjoy it. And I just meet some of the coolest people. I feel so blessed. I feel like I just get to talk to sex positive (laughs) people are the cool kids, you know? Yes. Oh, I know. I totally feel that way. Yep. Yep. So much fun chatting with people too. Yeah. It always just, just makes my day, you know, it's like, God, I had a really great conversation with that person. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) 
I know it's a definite high. And I'm always like, yes, that was awesome. That person is awesome. That person is just always so much fun. There's always something amazing about every person I've talked to and lots of amazing things, really not just one. They're amazing people. Yes. Yeah. Very fortunate. Very, very fortunate. The thing that bums me out though, is that my, my interviews actually get less views than when I do my erotica, which I think is so interesting why that happens, I don't quite understand. Maybe my audience really likes why. stories. Why? <laughs> I know why. And it's the same for me. My interviews don't get as many downloads. It just depends oh, they on the don't. Story. Okay. But well, 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 hold on. I don't want to like I don't want to burst anybody's bubble. Like when I said that, the people will be like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, what? Um, yeah. I mean, the original poll, the the reason that people are drawn to you and that they zeroed in on you is primarily it's the erotica. And the yeah, reason yeah. that people are zeroed in on me is because I talk about my sex life and I go out there, explore sure. and do all this crazy stuff and report back, you yeah, know, okay, and yeah. that I'm always talking about my, how I'm incorporating it in my life and how I'm thinking about it every day. And yeah. so pe- that's, that's, that's what people like. That's the hook, you know, and, right, um, right. So they like the interviews too. And, and I get plenty of feedback and, you know, I know because people will come on and I'll know from, from the sell through on my show, you know, that Mm -hmm. people enjoy the interview and things like that. Uh, But they're, I mean, they're primarily, your listeners are yours and they're there for, you know, primarily because of you and the, the interviews are, are bonuses, you know, for them. Right. Sure. But they really do love you. They really love you. I just, I'm always like, sometimes they're even like double or more. I'm just like often blown away. I'm like, I mean, more people need to listen to this conversation. It was just like kick ass. And then, <laughs> and then it's like, you know, way down compared to the other ones. And I'm just like, ah, damn, people are missing out on this amazing guest. Do you do, well, how do you also package the interviews? Do you like, do you do sound bites and teasers and I would assume you probably have greatest show notes on the planet the way you write. That's a big, more I struggle. <laughs> I struggle with the show notes every fucking time. Oh, I man. Well, cause I don't even like doing it. So I have, right. I have my editor do it. Right. And then what ends okay. up happening is every single episode ruin. I'm not kidding you. Every single episode I end up rewriting because I don't oh. like the way he, he doesn't have my, he's a great editor. Mm-hmm. He probably won't. I know he won't hear this, but he knows this. I'm always like, you just don't sound like me. You know, yeah, you right. Don't. Well, that's true. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Some people have so, that gift uh, to be a ghostwriter to sound like someone, but some people don't. Yeah, and yeah. it's obvious. <laughs> I don't so have enough I think, room. I think the. Do you do so when you are promoing an episode? Do you do like a? Do you have like outtakes podcast teaser? Yeah, I do. I don't do them for all episodes. I try to do them because I'm on Buzzsprout and you can do like a little sound bite for like up to like a minute and yeah. you just pick wherever you want in the podcast. And then you just take that snippet out and it turns it into a little MP4 video. So yeah, I do try to do those. Just not I good take, at doing them about everyone. I take the most salacious outtakes <laughs> and as idea. I can get away yep. with. And I, those are my hooks, you know, and I'm like, mm. whatever the juiciest, best thing I said. And a lot of times <laughs> as I'm recording something, I can hear it in my head. I'm like, there's an outtake. Uh, yeah, I actually yeah. have a, a marker on my software. I can just hit a button. And that tells mm. my editor, like, go here, pull this. Yes. One. Yes. You know? Nice. This is when I said something fucking brilliant. It needs to be <laughs> <laughs> for this episode. The whole rest of the episode could have been 
boring as hell, which never happens because we're talking about fun stuff, but right. Could not have been as fun, but boy, that one sizzling moment, like, yes, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure you hear that so that you want to (laughs) listen. That's a good idea. And I need to do more of those. And I'd say I've done, I've only done it for a small portion of my episodes, but one of the things I started doing too, which is really, I feel like making a difference is I'm using a, a scheduler to post to Twitter so that you know, it's a lot of work to keep continuing to promote all those old podcasts. So I'm like loading them on here so that old, old episodes are also getting seen by people. And I'm not having to do so much work to say, Hey, you know, listen to this one, this one's hot, you know? And, and so it's like saving some time for me. And I do feel like it is making some difference also in my books too. I do it for my books as well. Yeah. So, you know, cause it is a lot of work to keep continuing to promote all those older ones, but yet, you know, I have all this content. And so how many episodes do you have? Um, I have about 174, I think. Do you do Um, throwbacks? Throwbacks. What do you mean? You do a throwback. You re-release it. Um, I have not heard of this, like re-releasing the same podcast episode. Yeah. Oh, no, I've never done that. Have you ever just signed in? It's like, wait, wait, they're playing. This was from a year. Yeah. Just throw one on there. Throw, throw some. I never thought of it. I mean, you can, yeah, you can just record your intro differently. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, like right? repurpose content. Like that's what we talk and about as a blogger to repurpose content. Totally. It's an easy thing to do. Or sometimes I'll I'll make an episode around interviews that I've done with people. Mm. So I'll go and pull like a 10-minute segment from huh. that, that interview. It, sure. You know, sure. because again, this allows I'll focus on a part where the the interviewer was asking me something that perhaps I haven't conveyed exactly that way or said before on the show. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just constantly kind of reintroducing, you know, myself to my audience. And, you know, and then of course, but I'm, what I'm saying is I did this great interview with Ruin. You really have to go listen to her and sure. check out the full yeah. thing. And then I can, you know, it's really cross-promoting, yeah, but yeah, it also, yeah. uh, it helps because sometimes if you're not, you know, you want you said something great and you're like, Tam, that was a good interview. And you want your audience to hear it. Well, right. tease them with it, give them a <laughs> 10 minute clip and, you know, and, th- and then you've got an episode and you can also then expand on what you said in that little segment and just make yourself a whole episode around that. That makes sense. And you could even do it topic wise. Like if you had a topic and you talked about it with several different interviewees, you could chunk them all together and then link to them down in your podcast notes so they could hear the full thing. I mean, that's, yep. that's kind of what you do as a blogger. I'm like, I just, I don't know why I didn't apply that thought to podcasting. I guess I was kind of off in la la land, but that makes perfect sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you see your podcast going in the future? Like, do you see you continuing to do what you're doing? Do you see a different direction? Do you have another dream where you want to go? It's, it's strictly ego driven. I, and I won't <laughs> lie. I will not lie. I'm like, I won't be satisfied until I'm number one in the sexuality genre. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And that's, that is what I'm gunning for. I'm just, yeah. I'm world. It's world domination. Yeah, I mean, I, I that. <laughs> you know, this is, this is the business side. This is that like, I'm a pip in the business world. I'm a pit bull in panties. And that's what got me sure. so focused. You know, I know that I can yep. focus on it, hyper-focus to my detriment. And, right. and to, too. you know, push other things out. Right. But yep, yep. this time now I'm blending the best of my worlds, you know, my, nice. my, the best of my abilities, my sexual energy and, and love for that. And I'm combining it with my ev- other favorite topic, you know, 
or my other favorite passion business, you know, I mean, used to be, I used to tell people business that was my porn. Like I just loved mm-hmm. what I was doing. I loved, okay. you know, I mean, I was passionate about it and now I get to combine, you know, now I get to kind of combine, combine the two. And that's what keeps me really interested and satisfied with doing this long-term. I want, yeah, I want, uh, I want to be the top sex podcast. I love that. And I love seeing my stats too. When I get them, you know, I I have some dude that sends them to me every day and I just love seeing like all the different countries listening to me. And it's such a fun high. Oh my gosh. It blows me away. I'm like, wow. And then, and then when you're in the top, even in the top 100 of like the big countries that listen, like the U S and UK and Canada and, you know, Australia, Germany, you know, it's just fun to be in the top 100 of those company or those countries too. I just get so much fun. I know I'm, I'm yes, I'm, uh, you know, right there in teens and, um, but you know, it's like, like I've watched the progression, you know, I remember the first time I was in somebody, I didn't even know. And somebody said, Oh, you're, you know, you're like number 30 and I'm in the U S and I'm like, number 30. And this was a long time ago. I was like, I am, where are you seeing that? Where, you know, and then, then I started paying, then I started paying attention and then I got hooked. And so you know, over time, we have just been building it up, building it up, building up. And, you know, I mean, it takes a while, right? I mean, here I am six, almost seven years later. Right. And yeah, um, yeah. but I like that. It, it's just, it's that little thing, that little bit of competitiveness that keeps me, you know, wanting to keep grinding it out. <laughs> oh, yes. I know. I didn't, you know, I kind of wish I'd been watching it all this time to know the lowest I went, but I have seen myself go pretty low in countries. And the most recent one I saw, I think I went down to 20 in, in the UK. And I'm like, yes, yes, that's exciting to me. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's fun. I mean, I love, yeah, I love all those little silent rewards that we get, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it's just, it always humbles me that I can't believe people listen to me. It's really, it's just very humbling and I always yes. appreciate it. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, I love having the voicemail, you know, people can voicemail me because yeah. it stops it from being one-sided. You know, sure. I get, oh, yes. I get to hear, you know, voice for voice and people get, they get a look into my life and then they give me a little look into theirs. And you know, and again, we, you know, everybody's just an email. They can use a throwaway email, whatever, but you know, we, we get to just exchange thoughts and ideas and, and I get a better understanding of who's listening and what they're, you know, interested in and particularly what their struggles are, or, or a lot of times they have, you know, they give me great ideas. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, there's people that are way more adventurous than me, you know? And they're like, Oh, you gotta (laughs) try this. You know, I'm like, yes, I will. So it's just, it's really nice to be able to know something about your audience. Yes. And just to see all the different countries listening to you, how fun is that? And yeah, it's so humbling and it's so exciting and it just really, really pumps me up. I just, I'm just like, wow, that is amazing. And I'm so, even, even you find a country that's small and there's like one listener. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> I'm like excited even about that. I know, it's but it's know. so much fun. <laughs> I'll, I'll get these, I'll get these, uh, you know, like one little place there's like three or four or five people. I'm like, you know, I can, a lot of times it's notice in the middle East. I'm like, yeah, who is that? You know, like, who is that person? Who are these people? (laughs) They must be, they must be military, you know? (laughs) I know, right? I love it. I love it. I don't have any sort of sound. Do you have people that spot where people can actually leave voicemails? Do you have like your phone number or how do they, 
Do they actually no, have um, your phone just, number? Do you have a website? Do you have a website? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You just embed it onto your, onto your website. Huh. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you, if you check it out on my website, it's just on every page. If you go to the curiousgirldiaries.com, it's right there. There's a pink tab on the right-hand side. You just click on that and you just leave me a voice. You can leave a voicemail right there. And I huh. get an email yeah. with, with the, yeah, with the audio file. And then that's fun. That. Yeah. And then that's fun because I take those voicemails. I respond to everybody, but then I also will take some of those voicemails if they're really good. And I feel like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to hear this question yeah. and answer. And then I do Q and A's with the voicemails. Nice. Yeah. That's and I can change that... people's and just take their name out and I can change their voice, distort their voice. Mm, so it's okay. anonymous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's something I'm not doing. I mean, I do get some feedback from people who listen or like on social media and of course some reviews, but yeah, I'm totally missing that piece. I would really like to add that in. That would be really fun. Yeah. It's SpeakPipe. Just go to speakpipe.com and you can either pay or you, they have a free, free version or a, you know, they just free version. It's a shorter message and, and shorter storage total overall, but the free one worked for me for a long time in the beginning. And then I just started getting so many that I switched it, but it's so it's really nominal. It's not expensive at all. It's I okay. say like five bucks or six bucks or something. It was just, you know, it's nominal. It's less than Netflix. Put it that okay. way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be worth it. I think. Yeah. Very cool. I'll have to check into that. Yes. This has been so much fun. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I feel like I'm like been driving everything. Is there anything else you want to talk about or add or say? No, I just, I think that was, we covered a lot. You know, I feel, like, did. I feel like it was great. Whoever's listening, whoever's still listening, they got, they got, they got their sex and business all in one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and they got to listen to two women who are open about their sexuality talk. So that's valuable right there. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to put this out in the world. And of course, I'll put the links to your podcast and your YouTube if you want, (laughs) even though you people still learn, they find you through it too. So it's still valuable, even though you're not adding stuff, right? Yeah. You know what I always tell people the easiest thing to do is, you know, because your handles are different on every social oh, media platform, know. you know, Thanks. cause we didn't, we didn't get the jump on it when it was first coming mm-hmm. out to get the original same name on every single thing. But the easiest thing I just tell people to do is go to the curious girl diaries.com. And oh, then if you scroll yeah. down at the bottom, mm-hmm. the links to all my socials there, Perfect. And then, you know, and, and all my podcast episodes are there and I've got a free sex bucket list tutorial. If anybody wants to spice things up and you know, they, that's the tool that I use. That's really what launched this whole sexual exploration for me was, you know, a sex bucket list. And I, I swear by them and I revamp mine and overhaul it and make a new one every year. And my sex life always has a direction, you know, and, and then, you know, if they want to, my private podcast is on there too. So I also have a private podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. That's so nice. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of really allows me to go a lot deeper and to get a lot more personal, Mm. which sounds kind of funny because I'm definitely, I'm definitely out there with what I talk about, but (laughs) you know, there's, there's a level of, even with that, you know, like we were discussing earlier, there's a level of privacy that you still kind of want to maintain on some level, right? You Mm -hmm. don't, not everything has to be out there for public consumption. And I feel, and my private, the people that, you know, are on the private podcast and that support the private podcast and the podcast, uh, it's a smaller group and it's behind a paywall. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I get to say more, 
right? Sure. Because yeah, yeah. I'm always mindful of the censorship and certain things. And I just, and, and, and then I'm also able to share like my private, you know, I do outtakes from my private audio journals that where I would just and talk to myself about how I was feeling as this experience was happening and what was coming nice. up. And, and a lot of it's the story behind the story, because, you know, when you've been listening for years and there's relationships yeah. you've been following, there's some things I just don't talk about regarding those relationships, but that I can talk about it to a smaller group where it's more private. And so, you know, it really, I, I get in the weeds. I really get in, <laughs> you know, what I like to say is just the story behind the story is on the private podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, people need to check that out. And curiousgirldiaries.com. Is that what it is? It's the, yeah, the, the curiousgirldiaries.com. Whoops. Okay. And I'll obviously put that down right. in the podcast Sorry, notes. Somebody, somebody's ringing my Skype there. All right. Oops. Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, I can let you go, but I'm excited. And thank you so much for talking with me. This has been really super fun. And I just had a blast chatting with you. You're an amazing person and excited to have met you. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure to have been your guest. And thank you so much for your listeners to uh, listening to this episode. Yes. And go find your podcast. That's what they need to do. <laughs> Lots more fun, yes. right? Yes. All right. You have an amazing day. All right. Have a good day. You too. Okay, Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye. I hope you have enjoyed our discussion. I sure as fuck did. And I am going to be on her podcast as well. So I'm going to be a guest on her show. So that is upcoming and check that out soon. I'm excited to chat with her again. And I will put all of her links down in the podcast notes so that you can find her and her podcast. And I will put my links down in the podcast too, my link tree where you can find my books and audiobooks and wherever else I am across the internet. I have new books out. I have a book called Skinny Dipping at the Pond on a Hot Summer Day. This is about Star and Phineas who meet up, and it's kismet that they do, and mm, they're both planning on going skinny dipping, and when they get there, they uh, find each other. <laughs> it's a fun, delicious start to a tale. This is book one, and more is coming. And I'm also going to be releasing an anthology soon of a bunch of my stories, and I'm going to put that one out digitally and in paperback. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm excited you're here. Please follow my podcast. Give me a review, a rating. It really helps me to grow. And I'm so honored and excited and humbled that you listen to me. I'm really excited. <laughs> I mean, really excited. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. And I hope you have a sexy fucking day. Love ya.